Hello everyone and welcome back to the David Rolls Experience Podcast. Today, it's going to be a fun one this, I'm going to be discussing should recruiters offer rebate periods? And I know it's going to be a fun one because there's going to be a lot of hiring managers and companies who are not going to like this. And I think there's also going to be quite a lot of recruiters, weirdly, that aren't going to like this either. But it's been an interesting day on LinkedIn because there's been a few posts flying around, around rebate periods. And I got into a conversation with a few people and there's a massive spectrum on differing opinions from both sides of whether or not recruiters should offer rebate periods. So just to explain what a rebate period is for, for those who don't work in recruitment. So a rebate period is basically a refund. So how it would work is you'd place a candidate. So say the candidate gets a job, accepts the offer, starts on January 1st. There's a period, and it really depends on the agreement, but it's typically 8 to 12 weeks. And it's like a staggered agreement where the longer the candidate's there within that agreement, set, call it 12 weeks, um, they... Uh, the, the client or the, the company will get less and less refund if the candidate leaves. And then after, say, week 12, because they've, they're out of rebate, they won't get any money back. And this is, like, incredibly common in recruitment. It's, it's, it's become the complete, like, industry standard and it's completely normal for companies to request a, a rebate period. It's also getting worse for recruiters in a sense because a lot of companies had eight-week periods and then they managed to get that extended to 12 and then 16. And now some companies and some recruiters, and some of the blame has to go to the recruiters here for agreeing to this, but they will ask for like six months rebate. I have actually had a... A company before a couple companies before uh, Chancellor Rahman try and get like a year long rebate which is absolutely ludicrous but some agencies have actually done it and it's a similar sort of argument I suppose to how some recruitment agencies price their service which massively affects other recruitment agencies so some agencies because for whatever reason they don't know how to sell they haven't got a service they're struggling for work whatever they basically drop their pants and they'll go in and charge like 12 or even 10% where most agencies are charging, most good agencies are charging somewhere between, say, 17 and 22%. And because of the knock-on effect of that, like obviously these agencies are going in, usually doing a very bad job, and then it set the expectations where companies and hiring managers and CFOs and whatever, they got so used to, say, working with an agency who's working at 10% that they, it it like almost knocks them off their chair when an agency says, no, we charge 20% replacement. It's like, what, I'm going to have to pay double the price. But yeah, it's it's a proper service. The reason you were paying so little was because you're getting such a crappy service. So anyway, rebate periods. I've, I've always found it amusing Let me take a step of my beer before I um, get into this. I've always found it amusing and a bit bizarre that recruiters offer rebate periods because I always found it strange 
the whole pricing structure to me didn't make sense from day one. There wasn't really obviously much I could do about it, but the fact that recruiters get paid after they've delivered, so they have to, they can wait months and months and months to get paid. They can get their time wasted, so all that two three months of work can actually be no pay, which is bizarre anyway. Even if they've done a good job, and then what can happen is two three months down the line the candidate doesn't like the job for whatever reason or his hiring managers being a bit of a dick or doesn't like the culture or whatever and they leave and go to another job or quit or whatever and the recruiter doesn't get paid the recruiter has to give back the money how does that make sense it doesn't make any sense really if you think about it and like i said it's 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 one of those things right where if agencies stopped doing rebates so if they stop tomorrow and, and everyone in the world in recruitment just went no more rebates this is silly i don't know why we're doing this i don't know why we did it in the first place to be honest but we're not doing it anymore you're not getting a refund you pay us for for our work companies it's not like companies would stop using agencies because they're, they're still paying for the service anyway they just don't have that lovely little safety net where they know actually if they've made uh, if they've made a mistake during the interview process, and they've hired the wrong person, they then don't have to pay the recruitment agency. And if that recruiter isn't even working exclusive, because basically what would happen is the person would would leave. So say there there was a Python software engineer, the person would leave and say eight eight week uh, week eight, and the agency would get have to. Um, give back either the whole fee or 50% of the fee or whatever the agreement is, but it's usually at least sort of like 50%. Um, then if it's not exclusive, the company will then go back out to like that agency, but also like two or three other agencies. So not only does the the agency who actually did their job properly and did a really good job and placed the candidate, not only are they not getting paid for the work they've just done, they now have to compete again against one, two, three, four other agencies. So again, there's like a 20% chance in some cases that they're going to actually get their money for if they fill it again. And if it happens again, like if they play someone, he leaves after eight weeks or she leaves after eight weeks, it takes them another six weeks to refill the role. And then that person leaves again in three months. They've done like six months work and they haven't been paid well, they have been paid, and they've given refunds back, which is mental. It's absolutely mental. But it is the norm. And I saw earlier, some, someone said, why do you do it to a recruiter? And he, his response was, oh, it's the industry standard. Well, let's not make it the industry standard, please. Like, we can... The change has to start with recruiters. Like, there's a lot of things wrong with the recruitment uh, industry in terms of, like, how agencies act. There's also a lot wrong in terms of like how agencies act in their own interests, like with rebates and like with fees. Like if you're not standing up for yourself, like who's going to stand up for you? Your competitor? Of course they're not. They're going to try and undercut you at every turn. But you need to like stand your ground. And if everyone started standing their ground, and if the whole recruitment industry started saying, no, we're not doing rebates, or maybe we do like, I don't know, something reasonable like, a week like if that if that candidate starts just to be nice if that candidate starts and leaves four days in yeah look we we're not going to give you 
we're not going to charge you for that. Or we're going to give you 50% off or we'll give you a free replacement or something, depending on how hard the role is to fill. But even that's generous, in my opinion, because you've already done the work. You've, you've spent all that time that you could have been working with another client, but you've done it with them. It's just a, a bizarre model, really. Someone on, on LinkedIn, I won't, I won't say his name, but I had a little... Well, I, I, from judging from his responses, I think it was a bit of a heated discussion on his end. It wasn't on mine. But he basically... So he works on a retained model, which is great, which is, which is exactly what I preach. It's the best way forward. Please work retained. Stop working contingency, everyone. But he works retained, which is great. So he gets money up front. Fantastic. And part of his retainer uh, value is he does loads of really cool things like, you know, creating job descriptions from scratch. He he provides really detailed uh, job applications and even conducts the first stage interview as well as his qualification call himself. So he actually does like the first stage HR interview where I imagine there's like competency based questions, that sort of thing. So he's putting in like five times, ten times more than a contingency uh, person is putting in in terms of time so doing all this extra work which is great again i advocate this this is this is exactly what we should be doing so he's doing all this extra work but then he sort of like messed it up in my opinion because he he he, he gives clients a six month rebate period a hundred percent it's i need another sip of my beer it's baffling it's absolutely baffling because he's doing all the extra work and he's been paid up front so he's got the commitment and everything so there must be some sort of good relationship so why on earth would you give them a six month rebate period I get that it's like a really 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 nice and generous thing to do and I have absolutely no doubt it improves your client relationship because you're literally you're giving them money back for something you should be giving money back. Like, in some cases, you could actually be working for free. It's it's a bizarre. And I, it, they're not the only agency to do it. Like, I have seen it happen before where they do, like, three months and six months and stuff. But it, it, it's... We need to not do it, basically. And I'll explain to you why. Recruiters have extremely quickly diminishing control over how long a candidate stays at a company. So if you think about it, so a recruiter's job is to basically go out, essentially, in very simple terms, source candidates. So you source candidates, you you attract candidates to that role, you then speak to that candidate, you qualify them technically, you qualify them culturally, you qualify their communication skills, whatever. Over half an hour call, you then create a shortlist, and you send over, let's say, four four candidates, right, that you've spoken to. So you've spoken to, say, I don't know, 10 or 11. You send over four. These guys could all be good for various reasons. You basically provide, like, a feedback and a report on each candidate. And then, you know, obviously you manage the process. You keep the candidate happy. You, you try and prevent them from going to another company. Because, obviously, you're trying to, like, sell them on your client. You're doing all this work throughout the process. This can take weeks in itself. Um, and you can be speaking to this candidate numerous times a week. Like so Again, it's a lot of time. So you're doing all this. 
and then the candidate gets an offer. So you've done, say, the first qualification call, which is half an hour. You've submitted them. You've recommended them. You've introduced them. Past that point, there's not a whole lot you can do to get that candidate an offer, right? Because you've done it, you've done what you can, and then it's up to the the candidate to obviously decide he wants to work there or she wants to work there, and it's also up to your client to do their due diligence, and they should have a in-depth interview process themselves so that they're assessing this candidate themselves you've assessed them to send them now they assess them over a course of say you know two three four five interview stage process sometimes which includes a technical test as well so they've they've had plenty of time to assess this candidate usually over the course of many hours on many different days with many different people inside the business at which point they come to a decision where they say we want this person that organization we're going to offer them or we don't right they don't find, but if they do, they've offered them because they feel like they'd be a really good fit to their company and they want to pay this person to be in the company and, and carry out whatever tasks they, they need to carry out, right? Which is great. So the recruit's done a great job. They've identified someone who just happens to be good for the job. Fantastic. That person hands in the notes in their current role. They start their new job in, say, four weeks. They start in the first... You know, in the first or second week, there's a few problems uh, and they leave after like, say, week three or four because they're not enjoying the culture. You know, the, the, it turns out their manager's a bit of a knob or they've been missold the role by the company. There, there can be a million reasons why someone wants to leave, right? But for whatever reason, they decide to leave. They say, actually, I don't want to work here anymore. Um, they could have got an offer from another company as well, you know, like a much bigger salary from someone they were interviewing at that they rejected. These things happen. But... In, in, in that scenario, there is nothing a recruiter can do. Like, a recruiter has no power over keeping that candidate. Trust me, if recruiters did, it's in our interest to keep candidates in roles because we, again, have to give money back if they leave, right? So we're doing everything we can. A good recruiter would do everything in their power to keep that candidate happy. And there are things you can do, like, you know, keeping in touch with the candidate, checking in with them, any problems. If there are any issues, you can obviously get them to, to discuss it with their new employer. You can, in certain ways, like flag that problem up so the client knows about it so they can address it with the candidate and make you know make sure it's nipped in the bud. But you can't make the candidate like the place. You can't change the culture of the company, right? It's like 99%, 99.9% maybe, with the actual company they're working for. The, the recruiter doesn't have any control and the longer they're there as well after a week or so they, they basically have no control so, some some candidates don't even speak to recruiters after like the first week of being their new employer because as far as they're concerned why, why should I need to I'll speak to you if I need another job in the future which is fair enough but then for a recruiter to be penalised because of something they haven't done because of something they have no control over it doesn't seem fair to me. It doesn't seem fair at all. And and to have to, to to have worked really hard to get like their you know twelve grand fee, and actually done their job successfully, because re- recruitment is a hard job by the way, and it's an expensive job by the way as well. Like using LinkedIn Recruiter and job boards and all this th- that costs thousands of pounds alone, so it's an expensive job to do. 
but for for someone to turn around and say, oh, all right, well, thanks for doing your job. Candidate's left after four weeks because he doesn't like working here. Uh, can we have our money back, please? And then agencies actually give it back as well. It's, again, absolutely bizarre. I'm sure there's some people who don't work in recruitment that are listening to this and they're like, wow, why are they doing that? Like, that doesn't happen in a lot of other industries. You know, it's, it's one of the few industries I'm aware of that, that happens where you can do your job successfully, do nothing wrong and still have to give the money back just because, like, just because it's the industry standard, just because other agencies do it. It's, it's, it's mental. I don't have the solution of how we can, like I said, beyond recruitment agencies, just stop offering it, which which won't happen because they will lose, lose clients in the short term. I don't have the solution for it. But I would say as well, and again, this won't happen, but the recruitment industry is in the situation it is at the moment because of both sides. And if I was... If, if I was an employer using a recruitment agency, I want to incentivize and build a relationship with that, that, that recruiter because they're obviously integral to me scaling my business, which is why I would always work retained so they can provide the best service to me so I benefit and they benefit. I wouldn't ask for a rebate period either unless, it, unless it's an exceptional circumstance. But even then, like you don't want to ruin the relationship and it's not fair. It's, it's not fair so yeah that's my take on rebates in recruitment i'd love to get your thoughts whether you're a recruiter whether you've never worked in recruitment and don't know anything about it or whether you are a hiring manager or a recruitment owner or director or whatever i'd love to get your thoughts on this if anyone's got a solution sell it you'll make a lot of money because it's something that really needs to be fixed and resolved And I hope it does over the next few years. But thanks so much for listening, guys. That's another episode of the DRE. As always, uh, if you ever want to work with me across recruitment coaching or personal branding, whatever, uh, just check out my website. It's davidrolls.uk. Drop me an email, recruitwithdave at gmail.com. And obviously, you can just follow me and, and speak to me on LinkedIn. But yeah, thanks so much, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to this far. And I'll catch you on the next episode.